Welcome to the Life as a Coder podcast series, brought to you by your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Discussing your life as a medical coder, offering coding tips and advice for coding students and professionals. Join us every Monday. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Life as a Coder podcast series, brought to you from your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. And our goal is to bring you timely industry topics in the field of health information management. My name is Jennifer McNamara, and I am your host today. For all of our listeners, we thank you, and we want to hear from you. So please hit the subscribe button or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Our disclaimer is that we are not to uh, interpret our advice as legal or professional advice. Our podcasts are based on my 19 years of experience in the coding and billing industry, and my goal is to share with you what I've learned and why I love this industry and, of course, why I love being a coder and my life as a coder. Today is Monday, March 8th. We're going to talk about networking skills for career development, and we have a special guest again today. Join me as I interview industry icon Melissa Freeman of OS2 Education. She's going to help us understand the industry landscape in our current environment that we're involved in and talk about the ways that new coders uh, need to adapt and how they can be successful. She will give us a few brief networking tips and ways to stand out. Uh, Maybe uh, you've wanted to learn um, how to break out into the job market. Maybe you're just not sure where to turn for advice. Uh, And so we want to make sure that we give you that advice from a quality uh, speaker, uh, someone who's been in the industry such a long time and has a wealth of knowledge to offer. Well, we have Melissa Freeman of OS2 Education joining us today to talk about networking tips and career development. And we want to interview Melissa and ask her some questions, get to know her a little bit better. So welcome, Melissa. We're so glad to have you with us. Hi, thanks, Jennifer. I'm super excited to be here. So let me ask you this. What is something about you that most people who are familiar with you wouldn't know? That I love karaoke. Awesome. Um, that's that's one thing. That's a fun fact, right? That's a right. fun fact. Uh, if we had to kind of talk about careers, um, is that um, I actually wanted to be a lawyer, and that didn't, you know, that didn't that didn't turn out the way that I expected, and that's actually how I turned, you know, like how I stumbled onto medical coding. So, um, yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know. And we're so glad that you did some of medical coding because we're so glad to have you in this industry. And uh, what advice would you give someone that is pursuing a career in health information management, coding, uh, billing um, that wants to get into it? Well, it really just depends on what phase you are in your life, right? So if you are in a, a career development phase, then you have to understand that, uh, well, actually any phase that you are in as a medical coder or, or um, attempting the medical coding career is you, you're going to have to be a life learner. Um, however, if I was starting out as a medical coder, then I definitely would, um, I would, I would try to have some form of clinical, I would have a clinical degree at even if it's at an associate's level. So even like, let's just say you want to get your 
RHIA, but you really don't like blood and, you know, bodily fluids and that kind of thing, still really considering maybe getting your two-year RN or maybe your LVN um, to be able to help give you some of that hands-on practical um, coding experience. I mean, not coding experience, um, that, um, that clinical experience. Um, and the reason why I say that, and that's for those that are earlier, early in their career, the reason why I say that is because I pay attention to trends in the industry. Um, and that's also something you should do too. Like, you know, you know, stick a, which is your pen on that one. Pay attention to the trends. And what I'm noticing is like there is seem to be not um, not to say that coding isn't, is going away at all, but it seems to be a, a, a paradigm shift with um, clinical with in, in the clinical uh, nature of medical coding. So um, I think having that background, especially that hands on background, will only put you in a, in a better marketability position. But let's just say, you know, I don't want to do anything with clinical coding. I don't want to even get a degree. I just want to get my certification and just work. So let's just say you're in a phase where um, this is, you know, this is my second or my third career. I've already retired. I am not interested in really, I, I don't mind going to a six month or eight month course, but I'm not interested in a two or three year, four year degree. Then certainly get your certifications, but make sure you're paying attention to what really interests you. So, and, and before any position that you apply for, Go, do a Google search or Indeed search or a, um, a LinkedIn search for the type of job that you are looking for. Go down to the requirements and whatever their, um, um, those requirements are for certifications, then you need to set goals to earn each one of those certifications um, to make yourself more marketable. And I know that was a really long answer, but that's just that's just a few tips. There's there's plenty more. There's hundreds, but those are just a few tips to based off of the phase you are in your career. Excellent. Thank you so much. I know there's so much information, so much advice we could give new coders. Mm -hmm. we, we have so much we want to tell them, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes let them experience things and just get them on the right path, right? So right. Um, you have a drive. You're one of those people that just is driven. Uh, and so what motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work? You know, I would say I think the biggest reward or the drive or my why, why does my why is there is nothing more rewarding than feeling like you can change someone's life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the the organization that we created or the environment that we created, it is really, truly to help someone. Um, don't get me wrong. I get frustrated quite often. Uh, <laughs> But at the end of the day, when I get when I get the, you know, the the LinkedIn messages or the email messages from coders that started out with us back in 2015 and now their directors or their managers and they are now paying it forward. Right. They're now paying it forward. That just means I left a little mark on this world. So, you know. My life wasn't in vain, <laughs> but that's what, that's what that was. Uh, that's that's what wakes me up in the morning. That's what motivates me. I completely agree. And when I get those messages too, it warms my heart because it makes me feel like all the effort and the time and right. what all the tears 
I, I feel yes. like people, uh, it's not in vain because they've succeeded. They found a job or they just passed their test. And that's all they were like, that's all they yeah. wanted is to feel, have that feeling of accomplishment. And they, they have yeah. it. it makes you feel good because you're a part of that. And yeah. so I totally agree. So in this industry, there's a lot of misconceptions and you and I have talked about this before with other people as well. What do most people misunderstand about medical coding in the industry? <laughs> uh, I think that, um, that honestly, that, you know, all you need is to only be certified and that's enough to, to be a medical coder. Um, in certain instances, there are, there are some opportunities where the certification alone is enough. Um, another thing is that they're going to be able to work from home immediately after, for their first job. Um, another thing is that they are expecting there, there's an expectation, let me say this, there's a level of expectation that they're going to be taught on the job how to code, not how to, not how, not to be oriented to that uh, facility's business processes and business rules, but how to code. Um, so those are probably the top three for mm -hmm. me in regards to some misconceptions that I run into that I'm that, you know, we we constantly try to, you know, we find very challenging how to, um, you know, dispel those, those myths and to, you know, educate those that are, you know, that want to be medical coders. And, and even if there isn't a, a and I'm going back to the one about all you have to have is a certification and you'll get the job um, thing. Even if that is where they are there, that doesn't mean to lose hope. Right. I do want to say that, like, do not lose hope there. You have to be one of the things about one of the one of the most important qualities in a medical coder, a key quality is your ability to research. I promise you, if no one's ever told you this, for those who are listening, coding change all the time. <laughs> Every time, all the time, every year, every year. And, also, and, and depending on payer rules, it's more often than that. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to know how to find and to use your resources. And you have to be um, great at putting together a whole bunch of information to make this one beautiful puzzle, one this one beautiful picture. So um, that is one of the things that I want to tell those coders that are out there that have the certification um, and they're having a hard time finding a job. I promise you with a little, not a little, but with some tenacity and, um, you know, pulling up your sleeves and getting, you know, pulling up your sleeves and putting your hair in a ponytail or <laughs> or putting your baseball cap on out there for my fellas, then you can, you can, you, you can get it. You can definitely do it. So that's just a little. Excellent. And uh, I know you gave some excellent advice at our recent uh, risk summit, some of our attendees. And I, and I really think that helped a lot of them kind of get them an idea of what they're up against. So they don't feel completely lost when they get out there. Yeah. Uh, and you're passionate about coding. I'm passionate about coding. What was it that first made you passionate and why are you still passionate? Um, what was it that first made me passionate about coding? I would say it was my mentor, Darren McKeithen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to go into my life story, but, you know, he saw something in me that I didn't, you know, or he allowed me to 
he allowed me to, um, he basically kind of gave me a second chance. So when I didn't, when I wasn't able to, you know, pursue the law thing and I started working at the hospital, um, then he allowed me to flex my schedule to attend um, coding classes at the local community college. Uh, so I can earn my certification and so I can gain that experience. So that is, that is, that is one part. What was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. Are you so passionate? What it is about coding that really just makes you love it? So this is the thing, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to sound um, vain, but when I became a consultant, when I, when I, when I actually saw how much revenue that I was helping the facility that was just when basically again change you know helping to change lives right because you know medical coding is responsible for the revenue cycle you know it's very it's a critical piece of the revenue cycle and when I had when I was as a consultant I would go into facilities and their their backlog was it was just astronomical and there was, and, and, and it wasn't being managed properly. And then not only that, the coders that were there, they didn't, they felt like they didn't have any, any support. And to be able to come up with processes that I learned while I was in the military that I ingrained into these facilities, into the commercial facilities, and it worked. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, I can do this. And I was helping them, you know, with, being able to rebuild and, you know, get millions of dollars back, I was like, wow. I mean, just to be able to see the number of your impact, it was, it was kind of, you know, um, um, eye-opening for me. So I completely agree. And yeah, when you've met, you see like how much you're helping and our current practice that we're helping them with their backlog, um, when they see that money come in, uh, the doctor just tells me all the time, he's like, just, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. <laughs> so he's just so excited and it makes yeah. you excited. You're actually helping them and that's what your job is. That's what you do. And that's just what yeah. we do. Um, yeah. So, you know, we've both been in the industry quite a while. Um, if you could give your advice to your 20 year old self, what would you tell her? Um, I would tell her don't be discouraged about your current uh, about your current situation. I promise you something is going to be better. There are there is there there are um, there are things in motion that you have no idea that's going to change not only your life, your family life, but a lot of people around the country. So pick your head up. You're going to be just fine. That's Thank what I would tell so her. much for that. So many of our listeners, they really need to hear that, especially those students that are just feeling like I spent all this money. Am I going to be able to make this work? Because a lot of yeah. them, it's their bread and butter. Like it's this what they're relying on to take care of their families. And so a lot yeah. of them are just so concerned about this. And um, so we, we need to keep reminding others, not just students, but other coders that during this pandemic that have been displaced and not be able to find yeah. a job who have years of experience. Um, yes. Keep your head up. It's, it's going to get better. Um, yes. You just got to keep that, keep believing that. Um, and so a lot of our listeners, of course, many of them know you, um, you know, our connections, how can they connect with you online if they have questions about your program um, or about what you do? Um, I, I would say the best way to contact me is LinkedIn. I'm Melissa Freeman with 
in a, in a whole string of certifications. Um, but I'm Melissa Freeman and uh, you can email me, but I currently have 2,275. <laughs> so don't please though. Uh, oh, I understand. LinkedIn is just fine. Yes. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm more responsive on, um, on LinkedIn. Um, so I would say definitely LinkedIn is the best way to find out. I mean, to um, to talk to me. If anyone's interested in an apprenticeship right now, we actually have completed. Well, we fooled our seat. Our seats are full now for um, our apprenticeship for 2021. And so we will. We and if you're interested in an apprenticeship, we are accepting those on a wait list for next year for 2022. I know it's a. I know it's a. It's a, it's a ways apart, um, but that's something you can go to our website, os2u.org and a forward slash apprenticeship. And then you can, you can kind of go, you kind of see how the apprenticeship program works. For those of you who are interested, who think that this may be something that you want to do, um, you just need to, while, while you're waiting, Jennifer has an amazing CRC bootcamp, CRC course. Uh, so just work on getting your CRC because we only offer our courses once a year. So, and Jennifer, she's she's always there for you guys. Yeah, I got it, it on lock. I got it on demand anytime. Uh, <laughs> so that's great. Well, thank you, for uh, Melissa, so much for joining us. We're so grateful for your experience, your expertise, your advice. Uh, and we're so glad to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jennifer. Have a good one. Thank you to our listeners and a special thank you to our special guest, Melissa Freeman of OS2 Education. We want to make sure all of our listeners know about our March Madness deals that are going on at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Make sure and check out our website, www.ozarkcodingllc.com. Right now, as Melissa mentioned, we have a great risk adjustment course that's on demand to help you gain your CRC credential. That's the Certified Risk Adjustment Coder from the AAPC. We do include a mock exam with all of our courses, and you get all of that for $6.99, as well as a copy of your training manual included. It's always our goal to inspire, to educate, and you know I always say knowledge is power. So stay powerful, uh, stay knowledgeable, keep being educated, never give up on coding, keep learning, and keep growing, everyone. This has been Jennifer McNamara with Life as a Coder. Thank you to our sponsors, Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Life as a Coder podcast series brought to you by your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. It helps us share the show with other coders, students, and professionals just like you. Come back every Monday for a new episode. We'll catch you then. Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Be sure to reference this podcast when you place your order.